With only days left until the release of Final Fantasy XV, the boys take some time to reminisce and reflect on their favorite moments from the Final Fantasy franchise. Along with that, we have news from No Man's Sky developer Hello Games, and more Rogue One news as we gear up for the launch in a couple weeks. Enjoy. <laughs> I was trying to make it like a little start it over. No, I can't. no, 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 we're going. We're this going. Is this is this is the intro. Welcome. In a world where crystals are things and energy is things, uh, the, a new boy band reigns supreme. <laughs> and it's not in sync anymore. It's... <laughs> or the Backstreet Boys, or One Direction. <laughs> it's Noctis and Crew. Noctis and his boys. <laughs> I'm just going to let this play for a while while we continue to start. Welcome Beautiful. Geek Domination Podcast. That was a great intro. It was great. It <laughs> 10 was, out of 10. Perfect. Yeah. Episode 80. Yeah. Today is November 26, 2016. Anthony Tyson. What up? John Luke Demont. Hello. Cody Spitzberger. Oh, hey, that's me. Hi, me. Oh, that was glorious. <laughs> it was like Cody Spitzberger. <laughs> Same. So, if you couldn't guess from the music and the, uh, the talk... Uh, we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy, doing our usual kind of retrospective hype things that we like to do before big games yes. and a series come out. Some of my favorite casts. Oh, yeah. They, they, sure. they end up being a lot of fun because they're, they're nostalgic as all fuck. Yep. And we just got to relive favorite parts of our games. Love going balls deep. So mm, uh, yeah. before we talk about that, we do have some newsy type stuff. News. Anthony, what's up first? All right. Um, what is up first? Oh my god! Uh, you were the one who. Uh, you remember that game that people were playing? That oh they yes, hated? that's yeah, right. That this one. Apologies, everyone. Didn't have my text open. So, No Man's Sky developers, you know that uh, Hello Games peoples? Well, they made that game that everyone yelled at them about, and uh, they uh, they hurt their souls and they hid hid under a rock for months and months on end. They were like, "Nas, please stop yelling at Seriously. me." Seriously. And now finally they have broken their silence. Uh 9 weeks specifically oh, after God, No Man's Sky 1.09 patch, Hello Games has announced that it will be releasing an update to the game this week with detailed patch notes to follow soon. So if you are listening to this cast when it comes out, theoretically the day after this should come out. And it says, hello, this week, Hello Games will be releasing an update to No Man's Sky. We're calling it the Foundation Update because we have added the foundations of base building. And also hmm. because this is putting into a place a foundation for d- things to come. Detailed patch notes will follow and release will soon. There's some more stuff they say here, um, but essentially they've said positive or negative feedback. You've been heard, and that will truly help to make this a better game for everyone. This update will be the first small step in a larger journey. We hope you can join us. Thank you. It'll Hello be interesting games. to see um, if they can fix the game. Right. Just because I feel like a lot of people's problems wasn't with the game itself. It was just the type of game. Right. And we we had a long, lengthy discussion on multiple. this. Um, multiple. Go back multiple. a couple casts on it, and I we, we really broke it down well, I thought. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all that hype train, mm-hmm. and the way that it was marketed, it kind of killed this game, and... 
you know, there's some broken promises um, back and forth from every, all parties involved. Um, I don't know if they can, quote-unquote, fix it. I don't think fix is even the right word to call what they're going to be doing going forward it really is. It's right. more of additions to hopefully make it closer to what we were hoping for. They're trying to redeem themselves in the fans' yeah. eyes. Yeah. It's the same thing they, that Division is doing right yeah, now. But it'll be interesting to see how much that ends up happening. If right. it actually changes the game up to enough that people are just starting to believe. Yeah. Which also, like, apparently, like, the changes to Division have been incredible. Yeah. But no. I'm right. not going to play it, but, yeah, never say never. If devs are going to actually listen, like we talked about in that last cast... Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'll be honest. If uh, if my brother's into it, I'm gonna probably pop up the division and try and play it. And the same thing here. You know, I'm probably gonna patch right, this up. Let me, let me give know. it a shot. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I just like the idea of survival mode in division. Yeah. Just as much as I like the idea of base building in No Man's Sky. It's it's the next logical step for both games. Right. Yeah. But moving on here, um, not really a Star Wars corner, but a couple of mentions from Rogue One. Um, the first being that it hadn't speculated for a while, but it is now confirmed that we will not not be getting an opening crawl for Rogue One. Yeah, this has been going back and forth for months and months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not surprised by the official confirmation of it again because we had heard so many rumors of it happening. Right. But... Um, it is going to be jarring for two seconds, and then and then we're going to forget about it. And then we're going to forget about it. Yeah. So it's probably <laughs> going to be fine in the end. The only question is, do they carry this going forward? I think they will, at least for spinoff movies. Oh yeah, I think it it makes sense for the the spinoff stories at least because I feel like they're designing. Okay, I have to think how I say it. They're designing the spinoff movies in a way where they can kind of stand on their own. Right. Like I feel like the whole point of the opening crawls is to give exposition and kind of just background information so you're not thrown into everything without and it's also like the side stories are like stuff we already kind of have knowledge of at this point right the only my only issue is there are some people that will still go into this being like oh what's going on but i think those are yeah but i i think largely at the end of the movie they're still going to just enjoying what they're seeing those types of people um for the rest of us yeah you're very very you're right on and I'll be honest, too. I think the biggest thing is to also introduce the concept of this being a different type of experience than those episodic movies are. Right. You know, They really want to change the formula. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little – it'll be different. Like you said, it's going to be really off-putting for yeah. about five seconds, and then we're, we're going to forget about it. I think the biggest thing is you have to have the big money shot in space. <laughs> if you don't have that – it's going to be definitely weird. It at least needs to start with the, yeah. maybe a, like a Star Destroyer coming past the well, space, you know. And we've all seen the commercial by now where uh, the trailer where you see the Imperial shuttle coming down to go mm. pick up Galen or so. Yes. That's totally going to be the opening where the Imperial shuttle just comes down. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I love those shots. Mm-hmm. That's all we're great. Those are the shots that really matter, you know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Also, Rogue One news, um, by the time you're listening to this cast, uh, pre-sale tickets for Rogue One will be live. Right. Um, for anyone on the cast today, obviously tomorrow uh, midnight almost for Alamo Draft House, and then uh, regular times on that Monday as well. Uh, bye. Bye, 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 bye them. Because they're going to – I don't think they'll go as fast as Force Awakens. It's not going to be the Force Awakens insanity, no. but it still will. If you want the best seats yeah. in the house, you want that crazy good experience. For an assigned seat theater, get jump on that as fast as you can. Right. I, like Anthony said, I think it's like 10 or 12 tomorrow night. Yeah. For, for us, for Alamo, it's 10 o'clock our time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it'll matter for premieres too. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But, so that's the thing. 
Moving on, um, I know we do have our Walking Dead expert here today. The only, okay, one of two people in Geek Domination that actually care about Walking Dead. And the only one that reads it. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> nice. But they're, uh... They're not doing so good. They're not. They're not. After an amazing season seven premiere, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was the second highest. I think that's that what been? I heard. The yeah. second highest ratings and viewership. Um, introducing arguably the biggest villain of the series, Negan, uh, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's absolutely killing it. Ratings are at an all-time low. Yeah. They're the same level they were in season three, which... Do you find this justified? Slightly. Okay, Slightly. so I've when they've been watching it, I've been just kind of like there, like playing Pokemon, and I've just been watching along. And I I've heard that like half of Walking Dead is just people talking. Yeah, but there's so much people talking. There's a lot of people talking. We're at a point in the series where um it's not so much about the threat of the dead anymore. It's about these interactions between surviving communities, and it's really you could call it a zombie drama, honestly. Yeah. Um. Like I said, the season seven premiere, brutal, amazing, um, great portrayals of the characters, great lines out of the book, um, and they are still following the storylines of the book. They're just, I, I said this before cast, but what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to follow the Game of Thrones formula. Um, they're doing one episode with this community, one episode with these characters, one episode with these characters, and it's kind of backfiring. After a premiere like that, well, I feel like the biggest thing is you you start with such an explosive mm -hmm. premiere. Yep. Like, so brutal, different than yeah. it, it, a lot. So brutal that people said they weren't going to watch it because it was so violent. Right. And then you just slow to a screeching halt immediately. Yeah. If you look at episode two of the season, it's the most boring episode they've had in probably about a season and a half. Damn. So they yeah, completely the right kind of follow up. Negan wasn't in the episode. None of the saviors were in the episode. Right, that's not true. A small group of Negan's group were in the episode. Um, Rick's group wasn't in the episode at all. Jesus. All the episode was was introducing a new community. And after that first episode where Negan hit the scene, that was a terrible decision on their part. Terrible decision. They are just now getting back where everything's together and they're going to actually do something. And it's been four or five episodes. Jesus. It's a big misstep on their part. Like, slightly justified. It's still doing the book justice, but... I can see why it's turning people off. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. I'm, I'm actually curious um, how much of the drop in viewership is seriously just those people who are like, oh, the season premiere was too violent. I can't watch it Which, anymore. Which, it's a zombie apocalyptic TV MA show. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, I've, I had this conversation with someone at my work who's um, an older guy, yeah. but he's into The Walking Dead. And yeah, he was the same way where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Zombies are killing everyone all the time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It it matters in a different way. Like I don't think that what they showed was too violent. No, no, um, not at all. It's I think for people it was, and I don't even think too violent is the way to say it. Traumatic. It's, just, it's a traumatic. It's a different kind of violence. Yeah. That people hadn't seen in the show yet. It's it it goes back to the entitlement theme this year. Oh god. People just can't have it either way. If if they didn't, uh, slight spoiler. If they didn't kill off an early character, a character that's been there since season one slash two, you know. People were going to say, oh, this is... They're going to compare it to Game of Thrones and say, this doesn't have any risk to it. This doesn't have any danger. But then if they did... Then since they did do it, they're like, why did they kill off one of the fan favorites? Blah, blah, blah. And Which is hilarious because Game of Thrones was exactly. like both ways the yeah. same. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, if you're interested, keep watching it. 
next episode. I'm really excited for it. It's one of my favorite storylines. So nice. Let me pull on. Do that. Yeah. Speaking of cool storylines and TV shows, um, last week we did talk about this in the cast where we were finally getting the Killer Frost episode for Flash, uh, directed by Kevin Smith. And it happened. And it was great. Kinda. Like. Uh, that's that's kind of sad. It was so good, but then there was a certain part of the episode that made me very angry. Okay. Um, and spoilers in three, two, one, it is revealed that Tom Felton's character, uh, Julian, is Doctor Alchemy. Oh, which, well, which is what you guys have been speculating, correct? Yeah, but we're it's speculating like, he was someone. We we did speculate, but it's just kind of annoying since like. It, you could kind of see it from a mile away. Ah, uh, yeah. One which, of those twists that isn't really a twist. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, because usually we don't get the reveal of the villain until much yeah. later into the season. At least the okay. mid-season. I'm hoping that um, there's a reason why they revealed it so early. Gotcha. Okay. So there's might not be hold to it. but um, Yeah. They're, they're calling her uh, Caitlin Frost, by the way. That's, that's the new meta name for... Uh, for Caitlyn's character right now because right. she's like struggling with like dual personality right now. Ooh, okay. Like you have like I'm, I'm like sweet innocent Caitlyn who's just like a badass doctor, and then you have full on Killer Frost. I'm a fucking kill everyone. Kind of almost like a like a Harley Quinn kind of thing going on. Hi. You know, there's like a duality to her. Yes and no. Almost. Okay. Yeah. But it's just like it's weird because like they they explain it by. Her using her powers like triggers this side of her more. Gotcha. So now she's like literally walking around with like power dampening handcuffs, huh? To like contain herself. Mm-hmm. I I love that they're like still keeping her around and she's still kind of like somewhere in between like a hero and a villain right now. Part of me also just wish they would have gone full blown villain with her. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked that. I yeah. from what I remember of Killer Frost, which again is a cartoon kind yeah. of depiction. Nothing wrong but with yeah. that. We also totally. uh, finally got the uh, the Frost kiss in live action, which that was cool to see. Oh, also uh, Wally yeah. finally has the speed, so that's, that's going to be great. Yeah. You're not excited. Maybe he'll quit being a bitch. Maybe. I, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. His character is being a he's total been bitch. really whiny this season about yeah. like because. Jesse Quick is in the show now too. How did I? How did I? But uh, <laughs> she got hit by the same dark matter that he did, which was later in the season two. And the whole time when she had speed, and he was like, "Well, why didn't I get speed? I wanted to have speed. I wanted to go first. It's it's real dumb. Mm, so yeah. like a whiny Luke going on there. Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. But I'm real excited. Um, go get some fucking power converters. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can screw bitch. you can screw around with your friends tomorrow. But uh, this week we do get the, the mega super crossover, which will probably be pretty good. Aliens. Also, well, we'll talk about crossover next Crossover with 15? What? <laughs> the pretend crossover I don't know what that is. So we'll we'll <laughs> talk about that later, too. But, like, <laughs> I, I, um, I'm sure we'll talk about this next week, too. Um, but I do want to give um, a special shout-out, regardless of how – Mixed people's feelings have been about it over the past couple seasons. This week will be Arrow's 100th episode, and that's that's a good thing. That's to celebrate. a good thing. To, yeah, 
and like how they're doing it they're they pretty much found a way to just bring back like everyone who's ever been on the show i think they're starting to realize everybody was pissy the last two seasons this season has been better, but I'm, I'm still like, meh. I still love that Stephen Amell was like, I was disappointed as well. <laughs> I'm like, no way. <laughs> well, no way. But moving forward, um, let's move on to, we got two more pieces of news. We do get a Breath of the Wild, three pieces of news, you're right. Um, we have a potential release date leak. For Zelda the Breath of the Wild. Shit. And we had heard last week that it might not be coming in March, like originally speculated. Um, the leak came from Target. Target. It was Target. Good job, Target. Um, June 13th. I wasn't expecting that late. Yeah, I mean, I was... I think they're within the realm of, like... Three months is, I think, the latest mm-hmm. that game can go without getting people really like. I mean, people are already that way. E- dude. Exactly, exactly. But I'm not making it any worse. Yeah. If you go any later, it's gonna get really bad. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be May. May was what I was thinking too. Yeah, like April May ish. Well, yeah. When is the when is the switch coming out again? March. March. End of March, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, just. March ish. If they if they didn't want to make it a launch title, I think the perfect time for the game to come out would be April. Yeah. Well, and you also speculate pushing it back into June. This makes sure that makes sure that um, there's enough production time yeah. to make sure that there's enough people. The other thing is they probably want to put more sales into their other IPs, like the Mario game <laughs> that's, that's going to come point. out with it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they would want to put a, funnel a little money into that IP, but so I don't know. We'll it's see what happens. A little disheartening. Um, it's fine. There's plenty of us things to hold us over. This is also coming from the person who like still isn't 100% sold on Breath of the Wild. I- I'm kind of not either, but I don't know. Like I said, there's plenty of things to hold us over similar to, uh, you know. A little game I will say that like, there, I don't think there's ever actually been a Zelda game that's let me down. Yeah. So. So it's coming. Even when a Zelda game is bad, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty not bad. Pretty not bad. Pretty not bad. <laughs> like even when we get spirit tracks, it's, it's pretty not bad. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But um, Overwatch <gasps> is like the internet's favorite thing. Actually, the world's favorite thing right now. Yeah, you post you post an Overwatch picture on Instagram, gets thirty likes. Anything else gets around fifteen twenty. <laughs> but it's Overwatch, so Overwatch. Well, again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, being like at BlizzCon this year, and I've said this a million times, but just to put it on cast, um, Overwatch was so huge. The it was the first World Cup, which made sense, mm-hmm. but like. The arena was capped at capacity. Well, the the league announcement. Yeah. Uh, the league announcement. No, no, no. So the, the arena was capped at capacity almost the entire time. There was a line to get into the arena, and then that line was capped at capacity because yeah. of fire Jesus code. Jesus Christ. It was just like, what the hell? That'll oh do it. God. So people fucking love Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And one of, and in my opinion, the worst hero is getting revamped. Yeah, that's what everyone has said about Symmetra. I I I don't play with her much, admittedly, but I I I guess when I thought of the game, I was like, I don't think she's the worst character. But then when you hear everyone's reasons why, kind of makes sense. And mm-hmm. this, it seems like insane of a jump yeah. from where so she was. So she is now the first hero yeah. to have two ultimates. Um, It'll be interesting how you switch them. That's yeah. I, there was a big developer video that they put on their Facebook page. You you should definitely go watch it if you're interested in Overwatch. I didn't have the time to watch it 
I'm probably going to do that after the cast. Um, but they said there's there's two options for your ultimate now. You can keep her her teleport, and you can also get it. It's basically like a Reinhardt shield that you can just throw around. Oh my god! And, and the then videos. you just see these pictures on the internet of like 40 Symmetra shields. Yeah, yeah, you can jump out of the map. You can do all these crazy things. Which I know it's BTR and buggy BTR is buggy, but it's like. What is happening to this? Yeah, game? they're gonna need to do something because this is like the uh, melee when you can do like the black hole thing. You remember what I'm talking oh, about? Oh god! Yeah, yes. just break the frame rate of the game. That was yeah. the best. Have you ever done that? No, you, I haven't. Do you yeah. know what we're talking about? I think I know what you're talking right. about. You um, you create like who do you have to do that? You just have to have it's fox, two foxes, two foxes. and a peach. And yes, it's the yes. turnip, isn't it? The, the turnip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. You do. A steady stream of the um, super scope, mm-hmm. and then start throwing turnips into it, and they just get endlessly looped, and then the game just breaks. Just breaks the game. Yeah. It's great. That's it's... fucking nuts. But I don't know what's happening to Overwatch. <laughs> does Does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Um, also, they did say that the new map that they talked about at BlizzCon, which was Oasis, will be coming to the game soon. Good, because. Cool. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is is it a elimination mode map? I don't remember if it's an arcade map or if it's a f- normal map. Okay, I, I feel like it's a normal map. Okay, I I do hope it makes it into other game types, and especially I need more elimination mo- like mm-hmm. maps. I would love to try elimination more if it wasn't on fucking Antarctica all the goddamn time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What do you got against Meg? What do you got against Ice? I got everything sand. against it could May be sand, and Ice. Anthony. What if it was sand? Uh, just uh, yeah, I would have problems on both ends. Uh, May, May is Bay though. Fuck them all. I mean, May is Bay. <laughs> Not Fuck as Bay as uh, Mercy though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, which, Mercy which is Bay out of ten. But moving on here. <laughs> um, last piece of news. Anthony wanted to uh, talk about Mass Effect more. That's actually not a big shocker, but he just wants to talk about Mass Effect more because uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. There was more. Yes, it's his game. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers. It's a game, and it's real. Um, Game Informer came out with an article uh, this past week, as they have been, because they've had like a month with Mass Effect, Mm -hmm. so they're coming up with more stuff with it. And one of the things that came up was the multiplayer for Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, if you're familiar with Mass Effect 3, you kind of know what Andromeda's game mode is roughly going to be based on. It's that uh, horde mode kind of wave boast, wave like based. Squad shooter. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, so, yeah squad uh, combat, and you know, usually about four people or so. And I Kyrie think that's missiles, you know. Kyrie fucking missiles. Oh my god, <laughs> memories right there. <laughs> so they had a few things that they were talking about with the multiplayer, and uh, they boiled down to five essential big things. Uh, they mentioned that there would be less hunkering down because one of the things that would end up being the biggest strategy was you pick a good spot on the map, mm-hmm. hold out there, grab your shit, and then when the next wave comes, hold out in that spot again. Um, in fact, moving out of those heavy um, uh, spaces with cover um, gets you killed really, really fast in mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3. So the good thing is that they're trying to change up the combat so that you allow... Um, more movement in the map and more usage of maps. So mm-hmm. that's smart. I like that. Power cooldowns. Um, the the other thing that was going on with Mass Effect 3 too is when you use a power, it would affect uh, kind of like all three um, or at least like create a cooldown that was really, really annoying. 
Um, now, this one is a little confusing to me because I know it was different with character, uh, with every character. But uh, they said one of the things that they were changing with the power cooldowns was that you can dump everything at once if you want to or strategize and hold off into the right situation. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of confused at where that's going. They also mentioned a global timer being changed. Um, to prime and detonate uh, more powerful combo moves, especially when you're combo by yourself, breaker. which I'm interested in. But it sounds like it has to do mainly with the timing of your shots and how you uh, kind of combat, uh, use the combat with your team, you know? Mm-hmm. Because okay. the best thing would be is to strategize your powers to go alongside one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, say an incinerate, then followed by with a, um, uh, whatever that shot was. I can't remember the name of it right now. The Kamehameha. Concussive? Pretty much. Yeah, concussive shot. Yeah. And then it creates an explosion. So mm-hmm. uh, cooldowns are going to be a little bit more changed to allow more usage of that. So more focus awesome. on it. The jetpack is the third thing they mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of explains itself. You use the jetpack to move around the map. And you can get into higher locations without using those stupid fucking ladders Which that we had to use. We've had this discussion before. Yeah. This three total added so much more of the of the uh, vertical play. In, even in the story, like the single player. Yeah. So this absolutely. is... This is Awesome. Again, yeah. the next logical step for this. Oh, my God. And it's it's going to change the way the game plays. You know, one mm-hmm. of the biggest things that I loved about it, like you said, was that verticality. And it seems like the emphasis is going to be more than ever. Yeah. And especially in these maps, that's going to make them a lot oh, yeah. more fun. So good stuff right there uh going shopping is the title of the fourth change which is interesting but it mainly comes down to how you buy card packs because in andromeda like in three um you'll be earning credits as you play and you get uh random packs for you know whatever amount of like we're we talking like cards like shiny charizard here we're we talking like totally like what kind of like what are the? Cards I mean, if you like get a Charizard? Krogan, that's pretty much your shiny Charizard right there. It's like loadout stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you unlock characters, loadouts, weapons, things like that um, from these packs, and it's all random. Mm-hmm. However, there is a new thing that they're including in this, where there's a store that rotates every week that does allow you for a certain premium to buy specific okay. weapons and items. That's now, cool. not necessarily a premium based on your own physical money. Um, it can be used in-game money too. But like Mass Effect 3, they are introducing the concept of, uh, you know, paying for these uh, outside of it, you know. But that's every game nowadays. I think we just kind of have to roll with it. The good thing is you can't pay for specific weapons and, like, make sure that you get the best weapons. Just dominate. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work out like that. Now, is the store global in the sense where the store will provide yes. the same weapon to everyone okay yes so every week that that store is going to be a global store that's available to everyone um allowing you to get certain weapons that you know you're better at um when you really need them because there let's face it there are some weapons that each player is more bad is better at you know an assault rifle versus a shotgun you know things like that yep um and then they are introducing this concept of prestige one of the biggest challenges from the last one was that when you played it, you were really just playing it to play it um, and unlocking more characters and stuff like that, which is fun. But sometimes after a while, um, you kind of get bored with it. Um, that's like any game. A lot of we, we always have to redefine what our end game is going to be to continue the player base. Mm-hmm. And this one, they're introducing prestige. So similar to uh, Call of Duty in some aspects, it's a mode that is going to be unlocked after you've pretty much capped your XP on you know certain classes and everything. Um, however, on this one, it says, um, so as you play, you accrue prestige XP along standard XP. Instead of being used to advance a single character, prestige XP 
uh, accumulates across particular character styles. For instance, characters that occupy a tank role in combat share prestige progress, so that anytime you play one of those kits, you earn XP building towards their next prestige level. When you hit the threshold, you earn a bonus, like st- like a health boost, across all characters, not just the tanks. The more you play and the more you vary your play, st- play style, the more of these prestige bonuses you will earn. This is a slower burn than standard progression. We didn't get enough hands-on time. Uh, this is them talking about it uh, at Bioware Montreal to see the prestige mechanics in action. But the idea is interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this is going to encourage you to play more actively with all characters, I'm hoping. Okay. So it's an interesting concept, and I like everything they're mentioning. They also mentioned a campaign tie-in. And there is one, but it's not to the effect that it will change the end game for you. So it's not as, uh, you need 100% to see that (gasps) breath at the end of the game. (laughs) You don't need to play a campaign to get something like that. No comment. (laughs) Right. Um, Suddenly triggered. Right. It it triggers me too. I mean, I had to get that ending, so I mean. Right. So that's not going to be here. But there are some little tie-ins that they've, they've speculated at. But... Like anything, they don't want to give it away right now. Um, it mainly has to do with the fact that, I guess, the Pathfinder initiatives assign squads to do these missions. And you can do those in-game, or those missions can be done in here, it sounds like. Okay. So, all of this sounds good, um, and I'm uh, I'm excited. I You guys saw how much I played that last... Yeah, that 20 last minutes. 20, 20 minutes. Totally 20 right? minutes. <laughs> Tons of time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to play this one and I, and I hope, I just, I hope there's a little bit more to it. I hope for some objective play mm-hmm. and it sounds like they will be giving that to you. Um, especially with what they mentioned in the less hunkering. So section. I was confused cause I thought we already got gameplay at this point, but they said that we're getting our first look at real gameplay at the game award show. Yeah. I would say we haven't really gotten our first game. I'm wondering we, if, I'm wondering if specifically it's a live demo. That's what I'm thinking it is because that's really what I want to see. We saw a hint of that at the uh, pro reveal, mm-hmm. but it was barely anything. It yeah. was like two minutes, and they and then it went to a like a cutscene anyway. So I really do want to see how this game plays. Do you think they will announce the release date then? I would hope so. Maybe. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get that's that the first. So that's it's only like. Three or four months, or four months, or five months What's ahead. What day of the week is that? That's gonna be Thursday. Like Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm ready. I, I want a date. PlayStation Experience next week. They that's could do it that's too. true as well. Yeah. I would say one of the two of them. Ha- like, come on, you g- gotta give it to us. You got it at this point. I feel like us. you do. You've yeah. waited way too long at this point. Honestly. Yeah. This game has had multiple release date jumps. Um, there's a huge fan base for it. No, they no need to commit. So did we talk about Final Fantasy now? Like, <laughs> since no one likes Mass Effect, no. dude, <laughs> I feel like we haven't really talked about Mass Effect a lot, but I we're gonna. We get have there, talked though. about it quite a bit. I mean, I mean, like, you, you like, and me yeah. and like Zane on like a uh, just us you got level. Yeah, yeah, like get the fucking Mass Effect noob out of here. Like, I'm just a <laughs> now you can put I'm just a, I'm just a hindrance yeah. to your guys. Shut, shut up. <laughs> Your Mass Effect fun, but no, we nah, we're gonna bring you in. Boy. It's gonna be I, fun. We need to just do some sweet four player co op. That'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, let's talk about that Final Fantasy thing. I heard there's a game coming out. It That's is. the thing. Final Fantasy 15. Oh, um, it's been <laughs> in development for uh, 13 years now. 10, just a long time. Yeah. Um, 
originally known as Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus. The game uh, revolves around Noctis and his boys. Yeah, remember uh, JL's memories of being a high schooler looking at that throne. That was like let's see, 2006. That was like seventh grade. Oh, yeah. seventh grade. Yeah. Shit. Because I got I remember I got a cheat code magazine. We've had That's this right. talk before. Well, seven yeah, or I'm sorry, yeah. thirteen came out. 2010, nine. Oh, I think it was nine. Nine. It's nine. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm. I think a, a cool way to start this, and I'm putting you guys all on the spot here, so we're going to talk about this, is actually like talking about our, our first experiences with the Final Fantasy franchise. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that is a, that is a little off the cuff there, but I like it. I, I know what mine is, um, if you guys need time to think specifically what it is. Um, no, I, I think I'm good. So, I'm trying to remember which one I played first, but my first exposure to like actually seeing Final Fantasy and its characters was either Final Fantasy X or Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm, I can't remember which one I played first. Only because of your Kingdom Hearts love, I'd almost think it would be Kingdom Hearts. I don't remember, though. Because yeah, I, I don't remember how close to Kingdom Hearts launch I played it. And I know it was I wasn't I hadn't played Ten close to its launch because Ten had gotcha. been out for a while. But um, I remember playing or watching one of my good friends growing up, uh, Devin, um play 10 yeah and being just freaking absorbed in it yeah and then i remember like later that year he actually got it for me as a birthday present i'm assuming you played 10 first because that came out four years earlier than king hearts it was probably 10 then yeah okay (laughs) yeah must have been because that was their that was the first jump to ps2 like early 2000 my cousin got that for his uh, PlayStation, he ended up not liking it too much, but I played a little bit of it. Um, I, I have mixed <laughs> feelings about ten. Um, I th- I feel like it's not as bad as people say it is. It's it, it's like we've talked about before. It's a game that's fun to shit on. It is. It's um, it's an okay and game. And I also yeah. love the sphere grid because like I just think it's like one of the coolest ways. It's it's like a fucking like tech tree on crack. And you love your tech trees. I love tech trees. Ooh. You slap a tech tree and everything, and that's automatically my best thing. <laughs> Game of the year. <laughs> Get that Excel going. <laughs> but um, what about you guys? Mine was seven. Was it? Yeah. Because um, first console was a uh, SNES. Yep. And then an N64 that my dad got from working at Ingram. See, yeah, and my first Sony console was a PlayStation 2. Mm. So I I, I skipped the PS1. That's why I skipped a lot of those, all the the quote-unquote good Final Fantasy. Whatever. Um, but no, I remember my dad bringing home a PS1 and fell in love with, like, Spyro, Medieval. Classic. Um, and then I remember I remember asking for um, Final Fantasy because it, it – it's it's the same like thing that I had with Kotor. It just looked really cool, and I was like, I want to try that. <laughs> I want to play the spiky hair dude, guy. dude with a big sword. Hell yeah, sign me up. <laughs> and yeah, I remember that was the first thing I played. But then I remember playing KH one with Cloud in Olympus Coliseum. And, Cloud and, and Leon, Leon aka in Squall. Yeah. And I was like, who's that guy? And then I didn't put the piece together that it was the same guy until yeah. I looked in the journal. I, I remember playing Kingdom Hearts one for the first time, being like, who the fuck is this guy? And yeah. Cloud, you're just like, I'm dead. Because yeah, because you fight him and you're like, uh. <laughs> mm. Well, and like we could talk about like the the character design of Cloud in Kingdom Hearts One. Mm. It it actually makes no sense. It's it mixes like three characters. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's Cloud wearing Vincent's Vincent's cape and his glove, um, a bat wing, 
which is is like Sephiroth type. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. And then and a, his a sword soldier, is like mummified. And then a soldier uniform underneath that, but like with pieces missing. Confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, I mean, Final Fantasy doesn't make sense. So I mean, it's it's right in the correct. Mm-hmm. But it's great fantasy. But it's yeah. great. What about you? Um, so it's it's a bit confusing to me as well because I think. I think my first exposure was seven. Mm-hmm. But again, as I mentioned to you guys when we were getting ready for this, um, I don't, I didn't play much of seven. I was more of the secondary party, kind of like chilling, watching my friend play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's hardly any of it. A lot of my memories dragged from that game has been on online discussion <laughs> from everything that happens on it. So mm-hmm. I feel like it might be muddled my memories of it. Uh-huh. My real, real memory though with Final Fantasy was definitely. The GBA uh, tactics advanced. Mm. And Are you playing a tactical game? Yeah. No. No. Never. This and Fire Emblem were like the things that really got me into that type I mean, of like, games. Tactics and Fire Emblem are basically the same game. Yeah. Uh, ta- tactics, I'd actually argue, is a little bit more easy than Fire Emblem. It is. Only because you didn't have to worry as much about your characters dying unless you were in those special zones, which I thought were so fucking cool. Yep. The dumbest <laughs> part about... Um, fucking advance one was the fucking laws. I loved like, it. No, it was dumb. I loved it. It was dumb because I'd laws. be like attack, and you'd be like yellow card. You're banned from the battle. I'd be like, but why? You're fighting a boss could, that's about to destroy the world, <laughs> right? But you could manipulate people into doing certain things and fuck with them. So no, then you could give them yellow so cards dumb. and red it was cards. So dumb. And as long as you like manipulated the rules, I was, it was also great. really young, so I didn't well, understand what was happening. Okay, that's fair. But like, and also the other thing that I loved is if you got crazy enough into the game and i didn't do this but i found this in my research when i was dragging up my memories uh-huh. you can actually become a judge and yep. manipulate the rules for yourself yep. later mm-hmm. on which i thought is a cool concept i wish i had the gotten that far team. in that game and that's how yeah. you do it yeah. well there's that and then actually there's like a, a secondary story mode unlocked where you specifically can become a judge that's cool yeah and you just stay in that world back play for forever uh, i love the story that game was so we'll go good. Into that later. but i remember i fucked myself over hardcore because like all the because you have such a limited inventory space in that game, it's true. I had to and do tons of. Inventory I remember management. like getting to the point where I had like thrown away a lot of the items needed for side quests. Oh, to the point where I like couldn't do anything. You had to. I I remember hiring people on specifically so that they could carry certain items. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that was one of my strategies. But That's yeah, smart. agreed. But um, so in typical GD fashion, we have. Lists. Oh. Oh. So, like I said, we've done this a million times before now. So, um, top top three Final Fantasy games. This one was extremely easy for me because I think I've I've played only four. Wow. <laughs> and, it was really hard for me to pick yeah. my top one. And and one is a bit of a cheat because I didn't again I didn't play much of it. Uh-huh. But I had to put it on here because so. I like the story. Go, sir. Okay, I'll, I'll do mine real quick. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Um, I'd say that's my second. Wow, I should have started with my third. I was going to say, that didn't make any sense Let at all. Let me go in inverse. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII is my third. Okay. Um, again, most of my memories of this story are from online discussions, but I like a lot of the characters that are in here, and I like a lot of the story arcs mm-hmm. from what I remember. Um, so it, it's, it's an interesting experience. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics is my second. Because I did actually really play this game Tactic for a bit. Advance to be specific? Tactics, Tactics specifically okay. on the PlayStation. Okay. Yes. 
And uh, I just, I like the gameplay of that one so much. And then, of course, it plays into my favorite, which is Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. And that game I got balls deep into. Like I said, it was it was alongside Fire Emblem with me. Mm-hmm. I was playing those two games on the GBA all the time. So I I love I love Tactics Advance so much. And uh, we'll go into like the story stuff later, but uh, I I just love everything about yeah. it. So mine, and this is not on my list, but I feel like we need to talk about the City of Final Fantasy. Yeah, do um, it. The City of Final Fantasy was a PSP game that came out in 2010? 2009, 2010. Nine or ten, yeah. Nine or ten. And it's a fucking beat-em-up game. Like, action, like, it's like fighting a, game. It's a fighting game that's on a 3D plane, yeah. which you can turn on and off the camera. Love it. Uh, ver- the verticality, again, in the maps. They were r- big round maps. You could go up and down wherever. And it included... Uh, the main character and the villain of each of the main... first ten games, yeah. and then one character from eleven, and one character from twelve. Mm-hmm. Wow! So twenty-two characters in total, and that was like my first big exposure to a lot of other Final Fantasy games. Because I mean, in the U.S., you had two thousand eight. Was it two thousand eight? No way. Mm-hmm. For us, it was two thousand nine. Okay, that that makes sense. For yes. Japan, it was two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> but like. With, like, the weird U.S. release where, like, 2 and 3 were never really released here, mm-hmm. and then 4 was 2, 5 was never released, and then 6 was 3, and then we just went to 7 out of nowhere. <laughs> yep. Right. Like, no one, like, had actually, like, heard of, like, all these characters before, and I remember, like, getting so fucking balls deep into that game. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like many people's first exposure to Fire Emblem, almost, in a way, through Smash Brothers. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes, totally so the same thing. But for that, pretty, pretty, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, after that game came out, I, like, started exploring a lot more Final Fantasy. Well, you see these badass characters, and you're like, what are they from? Yeah, you yeah, know? pretty much. So, number three is going to be Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy V, um, in my mind, is kind of the perfect Final Fantasy. Oh, but and so it's, it's third. It's, so it's gonna get it's it's a little weird. Okay. The the best part about five, and if you haven't played five, you need to because if you love yeah, tactics, you will love five. Oh, because okay. it combines the job system of the tactics games like perfectly with like the main story Final Fantasy turn-based RPG style. Oh, excellent. That's okay. kind of how 3 is as well. A little bit, but I think 5 is a little bit better. Oh, it's expanded. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a cool story. Like, the characters and the story in that game, um, while, like, Bart's is, like, kind of kind of silly, like, kind of like Sora, stupid, kind of. Yeah, worse. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good game. Um, cool. Also, to Drew, who's in the, the chat right now, I like Hello. Final Fantasy 13. I'm... I don't dislike Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'll say that. Um, it's it's not the best. It's not the worst. But um, moving on, second favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Four. Um, my favorite main store main Final Fantasy game, which you already know what my top game is now. Um, Four has the best characters, the best story, and the best music. I heard that this is this is not you're you're not alone in this sentiment yeah. like everyone like like people love four six and seven are pretty much like the ones that like everyone love mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong but is four the one where you kind of like face god almost like there was some like no. weird um, okay maybe I'm you're kind of thinking else. of five six. i think five, six, six. okay and, and kind seven. of seven <laughs> 
All right. I mean, ten. You're facing. Okay, you just described every single Final Fantasy game with that statement, which is it was kind of funny. So that leads me to my favorite Final Fantasy game, which is Final Fantasy Tactics, aka Final Fantasy: The War of the Lions. Um, The War of the Lions was my first exposure to it, which was the PSP port slash remaster. Um, Like you, I had played. I actually played Advance first, Mm. and then Mm. I played War of the Lions later. They came as Oh, it's so good. Which again, um, my love of that game it confuses me that it took me so long to get into Fire Emblem. Basically, until I met you. No, ju- that's that why I love tactics yeah. and yeah. tactics. Well, again, it, it's just kind of that whole thing that like Fire Emblem's just presence in in the U.S. was shit for right. so long. That's also true. Um, and I feel like Fates didn't help too now, much. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was Cloud in the original tactics? Because he's in War of the Lions. I think so. I'm going to go with yes. Because I know... I, it's, it's hard to remember for me because I played this game on certain characters young. and then, like, a couple extra jobs. Yeah. And I remember getting Dark Knight, which is, like, the craziest oh, okay. thing to get in that game. Because you have this to one? get... Yes, was that's it, the original. Was, was he in that one? Yeah, I will that's research. the original. Keep okay. going. Um, Thank you, Jail. You have to get, like, level 8, which is the max level, with, like, four different classes, master two different classes, and then, like, get, like, a certain amount of kills on enemies with a single character. So by the time you even get to Dark Knight, you're so fucking over-leveled. Wow. That you just, you one-shot everything. <laughs> it's so good. So it's just like a like a little, like, icing on top. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, it's like, go get, like, all these mega abilities. All right, now you're level 99. Here's the best class in the game. Nice. This is going to one-shot everything. That's and, like, cool. all your abilities is, like, steal health. It's, it's gross. It's kind of how I feel about, um, and this is pretty recent, Fates. And when you uh, unlock the ability in the DLC to get... Uh, Ike, pretty much his character class. Yeah, stupidly good. But that's because I love Aether so much. It's like possibly one of my favorite. Abilities Aether is in the fucking game. broken, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so nasty. Yeah. Um, are you still researching? Do I have to? I, I think, think yes. He was okay. I'm pretty sure. I remember that happening. I'm just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. But he's like actually I'm, like. I'm pretty sure that's he's the original. Actually, like pretty bad. In the oh game. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. soldier character. Yeah, but he's like he. You give him like the Buster Sword, and like yeah. he uses all of its limit breaks as his abilities. That's, that's crazy it's, cool. It's great. The game came out a year after seven, so okay, or that makes sense. And the War of the Lions must have came out like two thousand five ish. Yeah, probably because you said it's a PSP. It's a PSP game. Yeah, yeah. and I I didn't even know Beginning. until years later that Final Fantasy Tactics was a thing. Like the very yeah, first the, one on the PlayStation and was yeah. on the PlayStation One. And I haven't played War of the Lions, so that's a it's, it's interesting. Pretty, it's We're pretty much the, the same bases. game. Yeah. yeah, confirmed. He's in the original. Cool. Okay. It's All pretty right. much the same game, like I said, but it's um it's just revamped, and I think there's a couple extra things, but it's just for the PSP, and it's amazing. It's also on iPhone, so go go buy it on iPhone. <laughs> Might do that, but John Luke, I actually put mine in order. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I was doing so up. much shit last night. Dude, asked me, does it have to be in order? I'm like, if I say yes, you're not going to do it. You never <laughs> do. <laughs> no, you, uh, by the time I get to my first one, you, <laughs> you'll be interested. All right. Uh, number three, Final Fantasy VI. Or three. Ah, okay. Really? Okay. I've never played six. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I, I should have expected this from you with Terra. Like shit, like <laughs> no. It's not even because of Terra, really. It's because of Kefka. Yeah, Kefka is fucking insane. Because the world literally gets blown up in that game. Yep. Oh, I'm thinking of Kefka. 
The clown? Uh, yes, and then later when he becomes, becomes gone. Yeah. But seriously, that's yeah. like every single boss. If I look up the sprite, look up the final six fight, and look what Kefka looks like. Okay, and he looks insane. Yeah. I even remember that. Um, yeah, six is really good. Uh, music is freaking amazing. From um, what I've heard of it, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's the first. That's not true. It's the second pre PlayStation. Final Fantasy that I played. Oh shit! First That's one cool. being four. Mm-hmm. Um, I pl- I played four on my SNES as the two cartridge, and then I played this as the three cartridge, which I don't <laughs> own either cartridge anymore, which sucks. That sucks. Oh, See, man. and I played both of them um, as ROMs, mm-hmm. just on the PC. Um, cool. yeah, the power yeah. of the fast forward button is great. Oh, absolutely. In these games, because you can just grind for like like grind for ten just minutes. Hold the space and Majesty. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an amazing game. I don't I don't know what else to say about it at this point honestly it's just the atmosphere the music that intro where you're walking in the mechs the music the music um Ugh. which I wanted to mention this in mind I'm just gonna take a quick notice to do it right now I have another one Good. keep going though. okay but um I want to make mention of Final Fantasy 14 I just know I've, I've milked this game to ever living shit but it's like just like every single aspect of every single Final Fantasy game like the mounts having specific music when you mm-hmm. get the freaking magic armor later mm-hmm. in the game and it's the sixth theme and you're just like, Ugh, it's so good. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that the base game is free. No, okay. it's like dirt cheap. It's like nine bucks or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like less than ten dollars for. I'm not gonna lie, I've been thinking about it because I've been. Let's, from what you've told me, it's kind of like 15. a let's celebration. Get through fifteen yeah. and okay. let's wait for Stormwind and because then, I've as said before, okay. like Jump they, in. um. The worst part of that game is, like, all the pre-patches they did in between A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward. Because it's, like, ten patches of, like, ten quests each Ooh. that you have to do. And it takes, like, 24 hours of play time. Just to get to the next yeah, it's gonna, yeah. So, kill me. they said in Stormwind, they're giving you the option to skip it. So, when Stormwind comes out. Okay. Sounds good. Which is oh, summer. So... Okay. We'll figure that out. Um, but, yeah, sorry. to wrap up six, um, another lovely SNES RPG, Super Mario RPG. Um, there's actually a reference in Super Mario RPG to a boss in six. Yep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, when, um, it being like Super Mario RPG being actually a Square Enix game, there's like Bahumut. You know what? And, and I, there's Moogles. Yep. Right. And like all kinds of crazy shit. I shouldn't find that so surprising. Um, I, I can't remember exactly how you do it, but you can fight the Kaiser Dragon, which is a boss in a secret boss in six. And then after you beat him, he's like, maybe in another uh, another uh, another sure life we could Kaiser be. Dragon blah, blah, blah. was just a boss, not even a secret boss. It was it was a it was a myth. I I don't know how to describe it. It's really hard to describe it. Anyway, I remember. Um, but yeah, and then you can fight him in in a um, Super Mario RPG, and there's like a whole meta like conversation cool. after you beat him. Um, number two, seven. I'm so proud of you. That's not number one. <laughs> All right. On this, this, this might be the most controversial thing that I've ever said on uh, recording ever. Oh, shit. I think Final Fantasy VII is the most overrated game ever. Mic drop. I think it's a good game. A good game. Not a great let's fucking blow up with the world. I'm excited for the remake, but it's just like people put seven on such a fucking pedestal. And I'm like, all right, explain the story of seven to me. And no one can because it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> could argue a lot of Square games are like that. I will say it's in the top three most overrated games ever. Oh yeah, along with Ocarina of Time. <clears throat> I don't, oh, think, I don't yeah. think Ocarina of Time is overrated though. I do. Um, anyway, so yeah, seven, first Final Fantasy game Clouds that you played, of, that I played. Clouds a badass. 
Um, the secret cutscene with Zach, who turns out to be a badass and super important to the story. Yeah, that that's for me. I think Crisis Core is a better game than Seven. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the characters are great. I mean, I'm I'm wearing a Seven shirt right now, so that's a thing. Um, Topical. I still have my original copy of Seven. It's actually right there on the table. It's a good time. <laughs> I remember you giving me the first disc of it to play. Yeah, in eighth grade. In eighth grade, and I couldn't do it. And you would never give me disc two, and I never actually fully played the game until they ported it to PSP. You bought it on PSP. I played everything on PSP. The and PSP was you, a magical console for me. And then you beat Emerald and Ruby Weapon in Connor's mom's car. It was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> yep. Nice. Um, yeah, seven's good. Not much more needs to be said about that. Again, the music, just the locations, the characters. The uh, updates to the battle system, the actual three like three D battle system. This uh, the CGI first game with the CG cutscenes. It's a great game. Cutscenes, yeah. Actually, I, the, I remember the cutscenes. I mean, actually, the thing, I even think it says on the case. The thing that actually like one of the things that annoys me super a lot about that game is you know there's two optional party members. Then then um, regardless if you get them or not, they don't appear in the final cutscene of the game. Yeah, which sucks. And I'm like, you couldn't <laughs> like program it to just play a different cutscene if they were there or not. Um, they spent too much time animating Tifa's boobs. It's fine. Okay. Oh my good. god. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, it says with vivid landscapes and lush 3D animation. Whoa, lush, <laughs> lush. <laughs> Fucking RuneScape has better graphics than Seven. That's hilarious. But yeah, Seven's great. Uh, the PC port for Seven is great. They added to the graphics and it's great. Um, number one, eight. I was going to say, I Damn. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Once you said seven, I was like, well, we know. That's how is. I put it in order. Six, seven, eight. God damn it. <laughs> so Clever. proud of you. Um, Don't count. But no. Great. I, I, up until like two years ago, I hated eight. Oh, really? After playing seven and finally beating seven. Um, seven is the first Final Fantasy I beat. Eight is really hard if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I own eight, and I'm never being it. The higher level your players and your party are, the harder the game is. Oh, that's interesting. So it scales. The entire game scales. So if you pull some trickery on disc one, which you can get, I'm not going to call him Squall. I'm going to call him Leon, because <laughs> I always named him Leon. And King of Hearts tainting us yeah, forever. <laughs> I, I literally will change his name to Leon when I play that game. Um, You can get Leon's ultimate weapon on disc one, disc one out of four. Um, and then you can go to fight Tonberries and um, grind your your guardian forces, which are your summons. And you can get EXP half, EXP zero, encounter rate half, encounter rate zero. So you can turn off encounters, you can turn off experience, but you can turn on encounters, but off experience if you want to like uh, get your magic that way. It's really hard to explain, but that's the kind of thing. 14-year-old me... Didn't understand how to do that shit. Yeah, so it was like way too hard. 23-year-old me doesn't understand how to do that shit. 23-year-old me finally beat the damn game a couple years ago. And you weren't 23. What? Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) early early 20s me, you know. No, um, arguably the most broody protagonist of all Final Fantasy games. Shit. Um, Because... Leon doesn't smile till the end credits. I would say that there's one that is... On equal level, who isn't lightning? Well, I, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna acknowledge 13. <laughs> 13 isn't bad, guys. it's okay, it's, it's not, bad. it's okay. There's worst Final Fantasy games, there are like 10 too. Ugh. I don't know, they both anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, eight, eight's great, and uh, the environments, um, the couple vehicles you can get in the game, like, oh, that's cool, it's it's ridiculous. You get the car originally. It's like the in seven, and you can get the car. Um, and then Tight. your 
your academy, the school that like Leon trains at, turns into a submersible vehicle. That's like a <laughs> what? ship. It, yeah, it, halfway through the game, it it literally turns into a boat to escape I'm a nuclear. A boat, well, your school turns into a hovering thing that can also go into the water to dodge a nuclear <laughs> missile. Yeah. It's it's really ridiculous to explain, wow. but just like in real life. Yeah. yeah. Because then wow. at the end of disc two, which my disc two is scratched up, so it, this always breaks it with the cutscene. It's like a gamble if they, it'll go. I have to reset a couple times. <laughs> um, one of the other academies is taken over by the villains, and you crash into it with yours, and then you have a, a war, and you jump between the two. Jesus Christ. It's brutal. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I a couple years ago, I would have said seven, but eight. Eight is my favorite. Ooh, uh, just in update from Andrew in the chat. His copy of Final Fantasy fifteen is a bye. I don't. I. I. I if that's real, Drew, I kind of hate you because I. I. If you're somehow have it, you're hacking. I don't know oh you, God. but you were a lucky bastard. If I, actually I went there. to school with him. <laughs> Drew's a cool guy. Um, let's move on to best main character. Okay. Um. Actually, I want to. Sh- I want to switch this up. Um. Because I had a change of heart. Okay, uh, I can go then first. Cecil Harvey from Final Fantasy IV. Shocking. Sh- shocking, right? <laughs> um, Cecil's a fucking badass. And you seeing, like, his whole path of redemption, like, starting off as, I wouldn't say an anti-hero, but, like, misguided. Just, like, put down the wrong path by the wrong people. Um, starting out the game as a Dark Knight, like, Literally seeing his transformation, like, finding out who he is, turning into a paladin, becoming a badass, going through the entire game to realize that the main villain is his brother, having to go over that whole fact, and just being, like, a just badass the entire time. It's no contest for me. Shout like, out to Golbez. Golbez is fucking cool. Um, he's just a dumb little puppet, but he's still cool. And he looks like a badass. He does look like a badass. And I remember playing Dissidia and being like... Am I, is he going to kill me? I don't even know. <laughs> also, Cecil had like one of the coolest um, mechanics in Dissidia, being able to switch in between Dark Knight and Paladin on the fly. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. There you go. Golbez's ult was just... Yeah, it was just... Nope. No, it was <laughs> fuck everything. But, uh... Jesus. Yeah. Nice. Me? Yeah. Okay, before you do it, what oh. was your original, out of curiosity? I, I put Cloud only because, like, he's the one I remember, <sighs> like... If anyone had an associating character, and even if they hadn't really played a Final Fantasy game, you everyone, would automatically everyone go Everyone knows who Cloud is. Exactly. You're, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone knows who Cloud is, and everyone knows what Tidus looks like. Like, right. fucking Tidus. <laughs> With that said, that's the reason why I realized I had to change it, because that's like a bad reason to put him as my main. Okay. And the other one that I had on my wing is just like, well, I should just pick him anyway, because he's from my favorite game, and that's Marche. Which I'm, he may not even be pronounced Marche. It's maybe just like Marsh, but it's M A R C H E. It's like French, probably just Marsh. Then. Marsh, that? Yeah. Okay. I gotta remember. It's he from my fucking final favorite. He is from Advance Tactics Advance. He's the main character from Tactics Tactics Advance. Is that his official name? Yes. Okay. Yes. Never knew that. I I always played them with their official names. That's yeah. That's that's kind of how I am. Except for Leon. Leon is Leon. Leon is Leon. Um. No, I I love him because he's. He's a very simple protagonist, but he's an effective one. That's a thing. He cares about his mm-hmm. friends. He's there to fix the problems. And I created and crafted him as a badass, which again reminded me of how I created and crafted my characters in Awakening, for example. Yeah. Um, 
creating specific roles and marsh marsh was my guy i could always rely on him to get the fucking job done if i was ever in the in the straight you know the, the dire straits so i i loved him playing as him and i loved him as a character because he's just a good guy see and i'm just dumb because ramza who's the main character of, of tactics and him marsh whatever his name is mm. they look the same yeah well i and i think advanced was like Pretty much tactics, but with a few little changes. Yeah, it was it was playing homage to tactics in a very smart way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I I I love him, and and he'll come up in another list that we're about to do later. Okay. Yeah. So. Jail. I also had to change mine because I didn't feel right doing a. I mean, did you? Was it Cloud too? No, mine was oh, okay. mine was Zach. <laughs> oh, okay. Mine was Zach Fair. Oh, why didn't you just do it? Okay, it's Zach. It's Zach. (laughs) Feeling confident again. All right, go with it. What I settled for was Cloud. (laughs) 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 Because let me let me just take the take this with a grain of salt. Take this without the expanded seven universe. Just take the game Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. Um, you know nothing about Zach from just seven. This is this is still on the Cloud thing. Okay. If you're just looking at the game seven, he turns from this cocky motherfucker to a puppet to depressed and then to at the end finally a a cool collected leader oh wow so he not until advent children did he turn into a little whiny emo bitch oh because <laughs> in the original game his hero's journey was awesome and yes. by the end of the game he was a bad yeah, I was gonna yes. say the only reason why i remember him is from advent children mm-hmm. um but yeah no i uh that's cool. I like how his character has progression, yeah. growth. He oh. finally finds out who he is after the whole Zack fiasco, and yep. you he you actually get into his head as a character. Cool. Leading to Zack. Zack was a cutscene that you didn't even have to do in the original seven. Um, Zack was a soldier who was Cloud's one of his best friends, basically his mentor. Yeah, who basically ended up sacrificing himself to save Cloud's life when Cloud was just a grunt, mm. a foot soldier. Mm. Shit. Okay. Have you have you played Crisis Core? No. After escaping from Shinra after they got experimented on for a couple of years. Anyway, and that, Cloud modeled his... You just his, need to watch that cutscene. We will watch that and yeah. you will cry. Cloud okay. is so traumatized by his friend's death that he develops basically a split personality where he com- he accidentally... or His mind combines his memories with Zack's, so he thinks that he has Zack's past. It's basically PTSD where... like. He's just oh th- no, and that's cool ridiculous. because that's an actual thing that would happen sometimes in Vietnam. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's yeah, a few very few cases, like, but and that's then cool. You do this little cutscene, which even in seven it was heartbreaking because it just scrolls up as the bullets keep firing at him, yeah. and um, and then it, you get a game Crisis, which is a side game, and it just expands on his history, and it's super fucking depressing. Crisis is such a good game. And, yeah. I need to get a working PSP because everything I want to replay from Final Fantasy is on a PSP. But, yeah. We might need to talk to my bro. I still have my <laughs> My brother got kind of a, a PSP for, like, lending, and then he's mm. kind of just kept onto it because the other people didn't care that lend it to him. That's funny. Yeah. He plays Battlefront 2 on PSP all the time. It's not a... Yeah. My, yeah. my UMD of Battlefront 2 is, like, falling apart. Oh. Like, the casing of it yeah. is, like, barely still Sad a Sad day. It's hilarious. It's like my Dissidia. But, yeah, like, Crisis Core is kind of, the, like, the reason that, like, Seven has a special place in my heart. Like, as much as, like, I wouldn't say I... As much as I'm salty over this, like, everyone's love for Seven. You like Seven, you just think that people have blown it out of proportion. Yes. And Crisis Core is one of the main reasons why. So yeah. So, I appreciate that you did, Zach. I, I love Zach. And... 
I, I love Cloud as a character, and his design is badass. His original design is amazing. And but Zach being a secret cutscene, I'm I'm a sucker for meta shit like that where you have to go look and find it, but then it turns out to be a whole big plot point in the series. Mm-hmm. It's Zach's just badass. Yeah. Tight. Plus he used the second wielder of Cloud's sword. Yep, the Buster Sword. It's badass. Oh, okay. Damn. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was next? Top three party, party members. members. Yeah. Do I start off? What do you got, boy? All right. First up, we're going to go with a seven character, and the reason for it is not what many people's reason is for it. It's Tifa. It's the boobs, isn't it? It's not it's, the boobs. It's the boobs. <laughs> it's not the boobs. Um, no, I just, I liked her character model. Because of the um, boobs. She was. You can't say character model and not have anything to do with boobs. She was a badass. And again, like harkening back to people who I thought as like like a younger kid who were like badass females, Tifa reminded me of a badass heroine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I like Tifa a lot. Um, and her her playstyle and the party members, I don't even she's know a, anything about. But I remember her bar- being she's a brawling yeah. bartender. Yeah, I just yeah. remember her being a badass. She's well, literally while the main. Has a giant sword. She just punches shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. her limit break is up to seven, like martial arts combos. Yep. Tight. Yeah. Uh, second is Ritz, and that's from Tactics Advanced. Mm-hmm. I remember Ritz. Um, Ritz was just cool. Again, for similar reasons to Tifa, she's kind of but more like brooding. You know, like like why am I like why am I helping you? Kind of like, mm. but then eventually she uh, she grows as a character alongside of you, and she comes to help you out, mm-hmm. and uh, you end up. Uh, saving your final friend at the end of the game uh, with her, and that's that's cool. For, a while. Um, for the very brief part, but only because she was on an opposing clan. But then later, you can you can kind of but white her. hair. Yeah, hair. which yeah. is interesting. Mm. And her her whole character goes through this growth because she has um, she has white hair in reality, but she she hates the look of it because people used to tease her in school, um, saying that she was grandma hair. You know, mm. she had grandma hair, so. In the um, world, because little spoilers for that game, they but the it's four in the of real them world too. the four of them create the world of, of, of Final Fantasy essentially right. out of a random book they found, yeah. uh, which was like a cool concept to me. Mm-hmm. So their minds and their emotions influence the world that they they inhabited, and her model in the game was red. So well, kind of I thought cool like even like the prologue of the game where like you're like the snowball fight. Yeah, you have a snowball fight. Yeah. Yeah. She has pink hair there. No, she is yeah. white. Yeah. Pretty sure she has white hair. There. Pretty sure she has pink. All right, well, the we'll have to go back and I check that out. I remember the end of the game when you go back to the real world and people are talking about her white hair. Are we talking about the snowball tutorial fight? Yeah. Yeah. She has pink hair. It's like the one thing I remember about that game. <laughs> but I thought, but I thought it was that white because no, that was her real. Fight. That was her real hair. No, she hides it for like ever. Oh, she dyed it. Yeah, she dyes it in real life too. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it right. looks like pinkish blonde in the intro. Mm-hmm. All right. Now maybe again my coloring of her, you know, just like remembering well, back. It's fucking the cool. Hair, but I remember yeah. her a lot. She yeah, I, I like Ritz. And then my third again is uh, Marsh, and that's just because literally I made him out to be a badass in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was everything he could switch between almost every job and i could have him do anything and he would do it he's a badass anyway that was my top three there you go what do you got boy no you're on me yeah you go okay um i didn't really put these in order i didn't do mine in um, order i'm gonna do renoa from final fantasy 8 mm. uh, leon's love interest Da-bay. um her original class i guess is she's just a ranged attacker with like a, a wrist mounted crossbow type thing um, 
it was cool where it had the if you press the tr- a trigger at the right moment when you're fighting people you do a bonus damage so with oh cool leon's gunblade obviously you mid slash you shoot a bullet kind of oh yeah okay you could do it with any character like with quistus's whip you could uh do right when it snaps and do bonus damage. That's cool. Um, hers, it was right when her boomerang hits the enemy. It, like, blows up. Oh, shit. Um, and her original limits were her dog, Angelo. Okay. Then, uh, after disc two, you figure out that Renoa is a sorceress. Oh, what? And it's a whole big thing because um, the whole main villain of the game is a sorceress. Okay. And then spoilers for, a you know however many year old game 20 almost year old game How dare you um the original main villain sorceress turns out to be controlled by a sorceress from out of time basically there's a whole lot of time shit in that game and then she's trying to basically transform renoa into her new host after you free the original oh okay so it's totally badass because you save her and it's really cheesy and oh my god it's fucking cheesy and but. they're they're like gonna execute her, and then you go in and save her, and then you and you end up going to space and catching her before she gets lost to space. Whoa! And what? then you like fucking cuddle in the spaceship, and the song you space fuck. Basically, <laughs> the song from like Snake Eater plays. <laughs> Snake Eater. And then it's Christ. ridiculous, but she's so OP after that because you you get to use her sorceress powers. The wings on her like cardigan like pop out when she's doing her limit break and she just it's just like in real life my her, wings on my car yeah <laughs> you, her, the wings on the wings on leon's coat in kingdom hearts are because of her oh that's cool fuck. I that's cool that. um but yeah reno is badass and op um number two not really in order uh final fantasy 7 sid yeah almost did vincent but just from battle function i had to put in sid well and the the kind of the beauty of seven is that like the characters are basically the same. Yeah. You can use whatever the fuck you want. Sid's limit breaks are better. Yeah. Sid's stats are better. Yeah. The only thing he has less than Vincent is the range thing. Yeah. But Sid's just great. He's a total douche when you meet him. Yep. He's a total douche. But he's like a foul he's like a foul mouth, not as bad as Barrett, but he's like a foul mouth. No, like, he's worse than Barrett. Originally. But he, he kinda calms down once he starts banging his assistant, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Um, the, the, his employee that he's a total dick to, he ends up falling in love with her and she saves his life twice. Kind of like a Julie kind of thing going on. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he turns into this, you hate, you hate him, but he turns really likable by the end of the, okay. He's a super dick when you meet him. Yeah. That one, I think it's that CGI scene at the very end where he just opens his mouth and his, his like cigarette falls out. Yeah. The animation for that is just ridiculous, but Sid's just cool. And his Lance is badass. Yeah. Nice. Um, my last one, again, these are going to be giant spoilers for this game. So if you guys care, it's gonna, it's a Final Fantasy VIII party member. Oh, God. Um, it's Laguna. Laguna. Laguna is a gentleman, a soldier for the, basically a soldier for the mainland army. He's a foot soldier. Is that uh, good guys, bad guys? That's all part of perspective. Oh, okay. I love that. All right. Oh. Just as a lot of wars are. Um. Laguna, along with his two squad mates, Ward and Kiros, are investigating investigating this. This is really weird to describe it, but it's kind of like a smaller Star Forge from, oh. from Kotor. Oh, whoa! Yeah. Okay. Um, it it's a little flyable station that 
basically the same thing, but Shit. In, but in atmosphere, a mobile battle station. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, partway through the game, you uh, squall. Leon falls unconscious, and you go to uh, this part where you play a. What's later to revealed is a flashback of Laguna with his squad, and he basically falls off a cliff while they're investigating it. Wakes up in a city, falls in love with a. Um, falls in love with this lady named Julia, um, who later turns out to be Renoa's mother. Oh. And uh, his squ- his squad finds him, and then about half or about three quarters of the way through the game, um, Kiros, his Luna squad mate, yeah, randomly reveals himself in one of the last cities of the game. Huh. And it turns out that um, Laguna is first of all Laguna is Leon's father. And uh, oh, that went right over my head because I wasn't really listening. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Laguna turns wow. out to be Squall's father, and he turns out he's the president of the country they they were fighting against back in the day. Weird. Like he becomes the president after a certain point in his oh. life. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is amazing because you, the character models for his squad mates are similar, but the place that they live in, they have robes on, so you can't tell who it is. Oh. But the character okay. models are built similarly tricky so you find this guy this big guy who can't talk and it turns out to be ward and because he can talk after he uh, took like a grenade or something okay but uh then later in the game you pick him up in your ship and you actually can like take him to the like final battle with you and it's he starts out as party member and then he you find him when he's much older and turns out it's flashbacks and the whole familial relation thing sure just broke me it's so cool cool i like that The the love for eight is real but yeah so those are my three I'm sorry if I ranted on that one, but I mean, like, I feel like a lot of I feel like not that many people have played eight. It's it's an underrated it's an underrated final. So I feel like the 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 explanations are 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 definitely welcome. I really want to replay eight. (laughs) Yeah. So my top three. My first one is Ramza, who's the main character from War of the Lions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a cop out, but it's just like he is a badass. And like you see him go through a lot of shit. In that game with like his best friend becoming one of the main villains and his sister like almost dying multiple times during that game and just like all of his brothers kind of turning evil and you see like this whole plot between families it's it's intense mm-hmm. and like you know the, all the tax games are like this but just having the ability to do whatever the fuck you want with your character yeah it they, takes it a step yeah. further with rams where you can just literally do whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. yeah and that that's why i like marsh so much mm-hmm. you know you can build him around yourself pretty yeah, much pretty yeah. much um my second is going to actually be kamari from final fantasy right. 10 he's like a dragoon kind of he is a dragoon yeah. so like every single final fantasy game has a dragoon or a guy with a lance yeah, and Kamari was Final Fantasy X's um, guy with a lance. Guy with a lance, <laughs> filling in the quota. But yep. like, the, like Kamari's whole story, like him being a Ronto, which is just like a race that's in Final Fantasy X, and like him being an outcast within his own race, just because he's like quote unquote deformed, mm. and because he's smaller, and like, like for the Rontos, like their horn is like their honor, and his is broken, so it's like. He's like such an outcast, and he's looked down upon upon the, upon the Rontos. But like later, and I mean, let's let's just keep this brief. I have to talk about Ten Two for a second. In Ten Two, he actually becomes a leader of the Rontos, and it's real cool to see like an outcast like actually rise back up and like lead everything. Nice. No, I like those stories. Yeah. Cloud. Everyone loves an underdog. Yeah, soldier, cloud. soldier to leader. And finally, uh, my favorite. Actually, I'm just gonna say he is my favorite party member of all time. John Luke, who is it? Kane. Yeah. <laughs> no way. So. Kind of the original dragoon, yeah, um, from Final Fantasy IV, 
who's a villain for most of the game, but becomes um, one of the members of your final team in Final Fantasy. Hashtag or, Riku. He's basically Riku. <laughs> he is basically Riku. But the best part about Kane is when you're playing the DS remake of Final Fantasy IV and you can give other people's abilities to people and you give Kane cry. So it's just this big badass guy in armor with a lance <laughs> crying to uh, make people <laughs> defenseless. I'm not even joking. Wow. Because he's the best person to give it to because he's the fastest guy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Kane's just awesome. It's like you just see his his... His design. His design, his story, just him getting corrupted and being a puppet of a puppet because he's Golbez's puppet who's a puppet. It's like Cloud or like Renoa. Yeah. And like, yeah. again, like every game has a dragoon and mm-hmm. it all stems kind of from Kane. Which Sid is kind of the dragoon of He seven. is. Yeah. And then you have oh. Kamari, who's the dragoon of eight doesn't, 10. He doesn't really have one. No one with a lance? Not that I can remember. There's probably someone. Um, and then a fucking Fang from 13, who was like the best part of that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Best villain. Uh, okay. I can start this one. Because mine's kind of out of left field. Do it. X-Death from Final Fantasy V. X-Death? What the hell is that? <laughs> so that, that sounds like made up. No, that's literally X-Death. the main villain of X-Death. the game. That's his name, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> X-Death's story makes no fucking sense. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. a, he's a tree. I'm not even joking. He's he's like a, a force of like an evil tree. And he's a warlock. And he's like kind of cheesy as fuck. But in my opinion, he's like... like Other than like maybe Kefka by the end of it is, like, the most powerful being in Final Fantasy ever. So, I, I, I compiled a short list of his abilities. Um, he can... Uh, little, 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 little ability. He can erase existence is one of his powers. Um, during Final Fantasy V, he takes two worlds and combines them and makes them one world. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and by the end of the game, when he becomes Neo X Death, because he's absorbed so much power from the the void, um, his his goal by the end of the game is to destroy the very essence of reality. Wow. Okay. He's like a like a dimension shattering. Um, wow, I'm thinking vain villain of Marvel Thanos. Yes, absolutely. Pretty much. Also, um, I'm pulling up a, a picture of him. Because his armor is absolutely ridiculous. And he's like this like super mega um, Super Mecha. Like warlock who just like blows everything up. And he has like some of the most colorful armor in the world. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'll throw a picture of him in yeah, the show notes. Is badass. He's, Do it. he's insane. But yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. John Luke. Um this was a hard one for me. I know it was. This was a really hard one I'm for me. I'm curious to see what you ended up coming up with. I really wanted to do Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do Sephiroth because he's just, again, his journey is the opposite of Cloud's. Mm-hmm. Where he's this total badass hero that's looked up to by everyone. And then he turns into this crazy, insane monster, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just badass. Um, so shout out to Sephiroth. Um, I kind of wanted to do Ultimecia, but she's the sorcerer's mate. She's really underwhelming in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. She's not even in play until the last disc. Um, so so I had I had to go with Kefka. 
All right. There Kefka you go. Palazzo, arguably the stupidest design of any Final Fantasy no, he's villain. No, he's a fucking jester clown thing. If it makes you feel any better, my favorite villain um, from Devil May Cry is a clown at first. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I really want to play six. I've never played six. He's, I need to. He's literally a court mage for an emperor. His hobby is playing with dolls. Like, again, he literally, he's kind of like Cecil, where he is this grunt. He follows the emperor, but behind his back, he's this total dark, terrible, terrible person. He's fucking Voldemort. Yeah, he literally is, to my knowledge, the only Final Fantasy villain to actually succeed at first. Yeah. To destroy the world. Yeah, okay. The planet literally blows up. It's Dragon Ball Z shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, Love it. Zemzone 4 kind of does. Or Zemus, whatever the fuck his name is. The actual Zeromus. Zeromus. Okay, yeah. So the actual real Oh, uh, kind of, yeah. And then it ate, arguably, since the time travel thing. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But Kefka, um, yeah. Again, um, it's just his design is kind of dumb at first, but then he turns into this like badass. Like, I'll, I'll try to find the, the final boss sprite for him but i've seen it before he's he's underwhelming at first but then you fight him and then you hear his laugh even on the snes cartridge his laugh like just the the sound bit of it is ridiculous it's like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah and then that final battle is just brutal um tara's a very likable character and just her journey to defeating kefka is just pretty cool yeah there's yeah. not much more i can like say about it it's just nice. badass yeah. yeah he's just so evil i like it um, so for our last two categories, they're, they're kind of more mentions. Oh, I'm sorry. Got a go. villain? I'm sorry. Shh. Is it Tidus? No. Tidus is the real villain. Ac- no, 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 Okay. I got a good one, actually. That's why I really am excited about this okay. one. All right. Got a good explanation for it, too. Queen Remedy, for, or Remedy, it depends on how you want to pronounce it. It's from Tactics Advanced. No surprise there, everyone. <laughs> um, great villains, to me, service their the heroes and make their heroes stronger. Um, Queen Remedy was exactly this for Advanced, and that's because she was the figment, the the imprint of, um, and I'm going to come up with his name because I have the Wikipedia up here, um, Mute Randell's dead mother. And essentially, his character, over the process of the game, in order to beat the game, you have to convince him to get over his mother's loss. I remember mm-hmm. this. And that's why Queen Remedy um, has been, you know trapping him convince like keeping him close to her all the time why you can't talk to him at ever um and and when he finally accepts his his mother's death and when he finally lets go of that loss that's when queen remedy is finally gone and then you go to like the main main boss of the game which is like the the world itself um because that's what queen remedy is she was holding the, <laughs> no the world itself <laughs> yeah together um so i really i really like that his character goes through that progression through accepting the loss of his mother, which is powerful for me. So, yeah. um, especially when I was a like, young kid, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really emotional." Just like that. Yeah, there's so, there's the sprite, you? by the way. Yes, that's the final boss, and that and this is the yeah. game that I was thinking of at the beginning yeah, of the cast because yeah. he's literally with like the the sun rays, like a god behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Brutal. Again, we'll throw a picture of Kefka yeah. in the in the show notes. Um, so our last two categories are here. Um, are going to be this kind of mentions because it's it's just a short little list. It's not really so, like a top thing. It's just no, kind of yeah. stuff so, that we enjoy. Uh, favorite locations throughout all the games. John, we go. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll start. Let's let's go a little bit backwards from what I've been doing. Kafka's Tower. Okay. Um, brooding, dark, memorable. Again, I almost put Altamicia's uh, time castle because basically exists in a tear in time. But uh, Kefka's tower is just so brooding, and after he destroys the world, and it's all badass. Like, you go there, and the music is just like, oh god, <laughs> oh god, uh, we're, we're, right. we're in the final stretch. Uh, everybody knows death. I'm screwed. It's just memorable. That's the best way to put it. Um, Midgar from Seven. I can't not do Midgar. It's so iconic. Just the fact that there is a environmental crisis, and if you go near the city, it's dark, and the land around it is desolate. Right. Baron. Um, yeah, yeah, it's literally a, a city 50 meters in the air held up by plates, and then under it are slums that the company and people don't care about. Oh, interesting. Like, so that's they like don't a real see world. the sun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Allegory. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's just the design, too. And then the the double location that I was talking about, just an honorable mention, Deep Ground, which is under Midgar. I don't think that's a... I don't think it's a location within a location. Okay. Well, because, fr- from Dears of Service. Like, I was... Uh, okay, well, yeah. Because there's seven reactors around the plate of Midgar. And then there's a reactor hidden underground, which is revealed in Dears of Cerberus, which is a side game of Final Fantasy VII. Have you ever played of or heard of Dirge of Cerberus? Third-person shooter. It's a third-person shooter where you play as Vincent the entire time, and it makes no fucking sense. It's Whoa. Great. It's fun, though. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Um, it's actually the latest game in the series right now for the Final Fantasy VII story. Is It's after oh, Advent Children 2, isn't it? It's the latest story-wise so far. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a hidden other reactor underground, and it's basically soldiers who've been corrupted, and it's a whole big thing. But anyway, Midgar. Midgar is badass. It's terrifying. It's... Like you said, real world implications. Imagining living there in the slums or up top with the rich, or the richer people or the the company bigwigs, you know, overlooking people like their ants. Mm-hmm. It's topical. I like that. Um, last but not least, Esthar, which is the third continent in Final Fantasy VIII, but also the city where Laguna is president. Um, Esthar is a myth in the world of Final Fantasy VIII. The people think it's a myth. The people think it's like an extinct... Um, like it doesn't exist. It's literally hidden behind a barrier. Okay. It's like almost like an El Dorado kind of thing. Right? Kind it's of. Like, yeah. Like you you get to the... When, you're, when, you, when your school dodges the nukes, um, you go to this fisherman place, which is basically built into the side of a big, long continental mm-hmm. railroad. You follow the tracks all the way down, and you get to this... It's, <laughs> It's a stupid, stupid comparison. It's, it's like some chicken little shit. When the piece, the one, <laughs> no, when the one piece of the sky is falling, so it looks like there's a hole. It's literally like a hole in the wall, and you, your guys climb up into it, and you're like in a super futuristic because the game before that is just like modern, huh? Just like literally modern society with swords and stuff. Okay, but you get there and it's futuristic as all hell. Like, um, there's weird guys in robes, like, um you get arrested almost instantly for get going into this place. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Esthar is actually a real city with super intelligent and futuristic technology that's been hidden from the world behind a barrier. I should have used Atlantis as the example for that. So Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good similarity. Okay. No, chicken level. Yeah. Chicken level. Okay. <laughs> but and then yeah, and then you it turns out that that was the war that they're fighting against in the past and that Laguna Squall's father is the president and Oh, okay, you, so everything that, comes yeah. to everything comes to a head in Esthar. 
Okay, so it completes the connection it's, of that game. It's ridiculous. It's so I'll have you. to look it up what it looks like on the map for you guys. Cool. But, yeah. Anyway. I have two quick ones. Go for it. Um, Northern Crater from 7. Uh, the only reason why is because every time I see anything to do with snow in, in a video game, they usually have fun. And I like the aesthetic of it. Yes. Um, the entire world of Tactics Advance is called Ivalis. And I just like the concept of a world created by four people. And it's it's kind of like an inception thing where mm-hmm. like literally they have to break out of their dream in order for the world to to come back to reality. See what's funny is both Advance and Advance Two mm-hmm. have very similar stories in that where it's like a a world created by children within a book, mm-hmm. and then like Tactics One kind of remove that meta ness because it's literally just that world, You're right? In that world. Yeah, and I I I like that meta for what it's worth mm-hmm. because I like. Um, I, I it's just a concept that always intrigued me when a kid when I was getting into stories and you know I remember making my own world. Yeah, so I remember speak. my favorite meta moment from Tactics Advance was I don't remember the names of the characters. I was so young when I played that game, mm-hmm. but there was a character talking about playing Final Fantasy and trying to get hints from one of the other characters to beat a boss mm-hmm. that was like one of the hardest bosses in that game. It's Marsh's younger brother that's handicapped. That's right. Yeah, and he, he was a Final a Fantasy wheelchair. player. Yeah, That's he right. loved right. playing Final That's Fantasy. That's some Earthbound shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's love that too. Fantastic. So, I have five locations, but they will be quick. The first one's being Fame March from Final Fantasy IV, mm-hmm. which um, Fame March is basically the world of the Eidolons, um, which is you know your Aeons, your Summons, which we forgot a cut one that we have to go back to real quick. Oh uh, yeah. Um. And it's where Rydia, who's one of the main characters of Final Fantasy IV, when you meet Rydia, she's a little girl. Um, halfway during the game, you're on a ship, and Leviathan attacks you. And Rydia falls off the boat, and everyone thinks she's dead. Ooh! Like, you know, a couple hours later in the game, she's come back, and she's, like, super mega hot now. <laughs> and you're like, comes back <laughs> sexy. You, 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 don't, Dude, you don't even no, know. No, he's right. He's, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It's because time flows differently, and she was in Fame March this whole time, learning from the Eidolons, becoming this oh. super badass mage. So so kind of like a hyperbolic uh, time chamber yes. from, from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Okay. So, Interesting. And you get to go to Fame March later, and you just fight all these crazy hard Eidolons. Which dragons are the, the summons in that game? And it's just like, it's so cool. Um, the Calm Lands from Final Fantasy X. Every single Final Fantasy game. Fucks me up. No. <laughs> that area, I'm sorry. That fucks me up. Why does it fuck you up? It just, that and the, the Far Plane fucks me up. Um, it's just like how. It's fine. Um, every single Final Fantasy game kind of has like a moment where like the entire game like shifts in direction, like dramatically. And, like, reaching the Calm Lands is that point in Final Fantasy X. Cool. The game just also becomes stupidly difficult after that point. Yep. And then <laughs> he's, he's going to pull up the other sprite. Oh, um, shit. Next is the entire worlds of Final Fantasy V. Because, again, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they finally showed me this uh, character they mentioned. Rydia. Uh, yeah, Rydia. And uh, what the hell? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Was, was I wrong? No, you were not wrong. <laughs> Correct. Um, the entire world of Final Fantasy V. There's two of them, and again, there's there's different aspects of each world. And half, like three fourths of the game, they just become one world, and like certain landmarks from each world, like become one. It's just really cool how they manage huh. to do all they that. They merge, yeah, yeah, in a really, really, really great. Um, and then two mentions of areas from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, the first being the Tower of Babel. 
which is I thought about doing this. Yeah, uh, this crazy super tower, which is uh, Golbez's base of operations, Ugh. and turns into a giant later in the game and just fucks everything up. Nice, but it's just like such a stark difference from everything else you've gone through in the game because you know you're going through like forests and mm-hmm. caves and then like the super mega tower with a bunch of technology. Nice. And finally, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this place, but it's this little place called the Moon <laughs> from Final Fantasy IV. Oh, okay. Where cool. the last bit of the game takes place. Hey, I like moon levels in games, too. There's one in eight as well. Ah. Um, we're going to skip back real quick because we did skip one of our categories. This one's will be fairly quick, though. Um, favorite summon slash Aeon slash Eidolon slash Primal slash G-Force slash whatever the fuck we're calling them now. Uh, Totema would be mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to do really quickly Ultima because it's a it's pretty much a giant space cannon yep. and that on your Game Boy Advance looks fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just love that one. Yep. Mine is actually Shiva. Ooh, okay. Um, Which? Or just as a total? Shiva. Okay. As a whole. Um, ice is cool. I've always loved ice. <laughs> ice is cool. Ice is cool. Same reason why I brought ice. up the North Glacier. Yeah. Pretty much. Ice is cold. Like, um, and there's two specific – stop. There's two specific <laughs> mentions of Shiva – or three Shiva that I want to mention. Uh, one, the first time you see Shiva in Final Fantasy X, whereas the first time you fight Seymour as a boss and you get Shiva in the middle of the fight – that fight is fucking hard. Fuck Seymour. Seymour's a bitch. <laughs> um, and you just like – you're just like – Who's this crazy hot naked shit? Who's just like gonna freeze everything? Accurate. Um, but it's great. The second being Shiva from Final Fantasy 13. I was waiting that for the That turns motorcycle. into a mo- fucking motorcycle. Motorcycle of dreams. And Snow just sits on her face. Yeah, Snow sits on the ice summon. There's another one in there because there's Shiva and no, it's like God Shiva and like something else. But there's like two ice summons that he has power of. Yeah, yeah. And they turn yes. into a fucking motorcycle. Real dumb. That's all I know. Also. And then the last one being Shiva from Final Fantasy fourteen, So they're called primals in this game, and they're all bosses. So you fight Ifrit, you fight Ramu, Shiva, et cetera, et cetera. And Shiva's fight is just fucking cool. Mm. What? I just changed mine. Okay. <laughs> What's yours? Um, my original one was Knights of the Round. Aww. Because it's so OP. And it's, it's great. It's so fun how to get to it. Yeah. yeah, it's in a little tiny island in the very far corner of the map. You gotta just make a bunch of chocobos. You gotta make fuck. a chocobo that can walk on water and climb mountains. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, my actual favorite though is plus suspense. Plus, is it is that Odin, or is it with the thunderbolt? Mm. I'm and the insta kill one, that one that has a chance to like insta kill. Odin is one of them. The fuck is it Gilgamesh called? is one of them. Gilgamesh. Okay. Well, okay. There's, I'll there's do Odin slash Gilgamesh okay. because uh, I'm going back to eight. When you fight Cypher for the final time, um, if you have the summon Gilgamesh. There's another one. There's or If you have the summon Odin, uh, it's it's Odin in seven and eight. So that's what I'm going to go with. If you have Odin, there's a chance that any mob fight you go into, he'll automatically show up when you start the fight and you'll instantly win. Oh, that's awesome. Kind of like the mysterious traveler from Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. The Odin fight fight in 14 is fucking cool, too. Um, All the fucking primal fights are, like, the best part of that game. Yeah. In 8, you go to fight Cypher for the final time. Disc, the very final boss of disc 3 of 4. And at the beginning of the match, 
Odin shows up and he just charges. It plays the animation like it does in any other fight. And you're like, oh shit, I win the boss fight. Like This is it. I did it. Cypher kills Odin. Whoa! Straight up. It charges him and he just goes straight up just with his gun blade just like this. And then Odin like comes in half and just like blows up and dies. Jesus. And then Gilgamesh shows up. Dude in like the red cloak with the like six arms or whatever. Yep. With all of his swords and shows up. And then that's how you get Gilgamesh in eight is by Cypher killing Odin. That's crazy. That's really cool. It's so meta because you're like, you know, oh, instant win. You can happen during a boss fight? Holy crap. And that's that's kind of like a, I mean, if we want to go to like the root character like Odin, you know, yeah. in, in yeah, yeah. war, that's kind of like almost a reference to Ragnarok in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is interesting. That's cool. But it's just so freaking meta. He just shows up and dies. You're like, what? That's so sad. Yeah. All right. Our final theme, and I think the one that we kind of actually had the most fun with mm-hmm. uh, was, was music mentions. Now, I'm going to give this to you guys outright because my music memories largely consist of Advance. And Advance was, like, fine and good, yeah. but I don't associate Final Fantasy with my favorite gaming soundtracks until I actually hear them, and then oh, I yeah. love them. Yep. yep. Yeah, so go for it, guys. Um, disclaimer, I had to about half my list because Cody and I had all the similar ones. So if there's a similar one, we'll just we'll skip it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Let's just go. Oh, God, okay. Let's do that. Um, I'll start then. Um, the opening theme of Final Fantasy IV, which um, kind of eventually just became the, the theme, main theme of yeah. Final Fantasy, and like it pops up in every single trailer ever. It's the one we played for the intro of this cast, no, it's not. isn't it? No, no, okay. No. That's oh, that's the. Okay, never mind. Wrong one. My bad. This is the graduation theme, as I like to call it. Yeah, okay. You're graduating. Nice. No, that already sounds like it. Yeah, that's so true. And it's just so fucking triumphant, like the build up into it. It's great. I will include links to all of our songs in our show notes. Let's do it that way. That's a good idea. I think that's smart. Okay. What's yours? Um, Well, let's start off with me. Reactor 1 from Final Fantasy VII. The very opening mission where you're in the reactor. Just the whole, like, it's so eerie. Would would you consider, like, the opening cutscene, like, music as part of that? Because I would. Okay, let's do that then, because that's later on my list. Op- okay. Opening bomb, opening slash bombing mission, and the reactor one theme. Yeah. Both of those are just amazing. How it's they like high? Like it's this high together. stakes like train robbery type feel. Yeah. And then you actually get into the reactor, and it's this eerie, dark, industrial sounding song. Yeah. You're like going down into the reactor, and you see it sucking the life out of the planet, basically. Oh, that's cool. It's so good. Yeah, that's good when music uh, does that, where it matches that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets really into it. So many battle themes do you have? Just one. Okay. Well, I, I have three, and I just included them all into one. That's fine. Um, the battle themes from 10, that was mine. four, and five. Mm. Oh, no. I have two then. Never mind. Um, well, I just meant like regular battle themes that just like pop Me too. up. Like, I ha- I ha- and I had 10 and seven. Okay. So, so Yeah. Honestly, I love battle themes just in general for games. Fire Emblem has so many, and I love how mm-hmm. they always transform from game to games. But there's always something in them that always remains the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of combined battle yeah, themes. We just did that. that okay, uh, um, I'll go ahead and do Terra's theme for six, which is the intro of the game yep. where you're walking the mechs. And again, when that that's the theme that plays when you walk around in the magic armor in 14. When yeah. you use that as a mount and you're just like, oh. It's so good. Nice. It's so good. Um, oh, God. Phone, please. Um, Other World from Final Fantasy X. This like the yes. most like fucking like it's like a random like death metal song. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I'm down. Plays in one of the first cutscenes, and then it's the 
boss fight theme for Jack later. It's the scene where Sin destroys Xanarkin. No, and <laughs> in Blitzball. The, in the original. And, and Blitzball. Blitzball. And Blitzball. Can we talk about Blitzball? Fucking Blitzball. Blitzball's great. Should have done Blitzball? the best side quest. <laughs> Bl- it's Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> GG. No contest. GG. All right, what's next? Um, I'm going to go ahead and insert some one-winged angel. Oh, no. Ooh. From Final Fantasy VII. Uh, final boss theme. Sephiroth! Like, yeah. I love it's, that. It's this, like, choir. It's this Sephiroth. random, like, orchestral choir theme at the final boss fight when he's, like, this badass, like, half angel, half, like, monster. Ugh. Guy with a I'm, sword. Yeah. I'm telling you, you need full orchestras in these moments. That's why they're always That's so why good. I'm excited for 15 because even in the fucking demo, that final fight, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the music. Man, I really want to get 15. Me too. I mean, John Luke and I both bought the crazy editions. That's true. $270 ones. I guess I could just get the 61. I guess I could you afford that. Could. Anyway. Um, you, you, use Lawrence Prime. Get it for like $47. Oh, my God. I have I Prime right now. Do it on Wait, Amazon. Is it, is it cheaper? If you pre-order, it's 20% off. Ah! Okay, continue. <laughs> ah! Okay. Anyway. Um, I think the actually the only thing from 7 I have on my entire list. Yeah. Nova. <laughs> The theme for Genova is so fucking haunting. The first, I, the first theme. It's yeah, funny the because yeah. I don't even. I'm not really like remember like this playing it or anything mm-hmm. in my mind. But I do remember when everyone brings it up. I remember the the melody of it. Yep. I've heard it so um, many times. I also want to make special mention because I do think it's actually the best version of the song. Was the version that they put into Advent Children when Kadaj and Cloud? Yeah, are I like because that again, one. it's haunting and. Like, as dumb as, like, the story of Final Fantasy VII is, the fucking fights are cool. I'm sorry. As dumb as Advent Children is. Yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. It makes spirited, Spirits Within look good. No, it doesn't. I, no, hey, it doesn't. For its time, Spirits Within was a good movie. No, it wasn't. Mm. I'll pretend that. Um, I'm staying out of this. Literally, the best part of se- or, uh, Advent Children was the music mm-hmm. and the fights. Yeah. The story was like, no one, no, no one understands what's going on. Yeah. Good thing music's good, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next, Charlie? Um, let's do two Xanarkand from Final Fantasy X. Also on mine. <laughs> First I, song you hear in that game. Yep. And it's just it's sad. Just the whole intro of that game where you're playing in this badass like futuristic society, and later in the game you get to it and it's just ruins. And you, and you realize it's in the past, but also in the future. Also, you're not real. But yeah, this like Xanarkin. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of Chrono Um But yeah, Xanarkin does like a, an area when you get to it. I almost included that in my location. Same. But it's, it's really cool. Um, the Red Wings theme from Final Fantasy IV. Also the first song that you hear first in the game. Yes. And it's triumphant as fuck. I would like to hear that after the cast. Um, it's, it's literally cool. like a soldier marching to war, but... It's like a hype, a pump-up song. I will actually just show you the opening of Final Fantasy IV instead of just showing you the song because yeah. the visuals that go with it like enhance that song. The DS so version or the SNES version? Uh, we'll see. Do the comparison video. Okay, yeah, that'll work. Nice. Um, but it's just, it's so good. It's good. It's great. And like that, like literally the first time I saw this, I was just like, "This song is amazing." Uh, Cecil is the best person in the world. Done. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Riding that four train. We got Battle of the Four Fiends. <laughs> like the best boss theme ever. Basically the four generals of Golbez. You fight them, all four of them, Ooh. in one fight. 
Okay. Later no. on, but it, like, later on, in every, the, in every the time you fight them throughout the game, they have this one theme. Yeah, I would like to hear that one because I'd like to th- see if it compares to Fire Emblem's Four Generals theme. That'd be interesting. You should listen to it after cast. Yeah. Okay. That was also on my list though. Yes, that ah oh, that song is, though is just great. the intro. Yeah. Mm. Um, one that I know is on both of our lists. High wind takes to the skies. Okay, so I have two things from Sam on my list. Um, the song that plays on the overworld after you go super crazy airship mode. The, this is the first time, right? Or when you turn on the rockets. When you turn on the rockets. When you turn on the rockets, which is when you... It's like this that's when you, pretty much. That's when you blow up the shield over the crater and yes. it shoots diamond weapon through yes. it. Okay. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It's like Sid's theme. Only it's, a, it's, basically, yeah, it's a remix of Sid's theme. Yeah, and faster. And it's like, well, it's like a remix of Sid's theme and the main map theme. Mm-hmm. Is great, so good. Yeah, yeah, because it goes. Yeah, it's great. So good. All right, I only have one more. So, I do as well. Oh my god, we planned that perfectly. Wow. <laughs> well, it worked out that nice. like we still add like the same similar songs. Yeah, we that was absolutely did, planned. I did save the best for last, in my opinion. I um, arguable. Okay, what's yours? Mine is called a sacrifice from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, end of disc two. Maybe. I think it's the end of disc two. You are tasked by the headmaster of the second school, the second academy you go to, to assassinate the Empress, Rip. which is actually his wife. Rip. And wow. then you, that's when you she Dark. kills Leon by throwing an icicle through him and skewers him. Is she Shiva? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the whole game turns around after that. There's a whole stu- freaking stupid theory that Leon actually dies right there. Anyway... Um, there's a part where Renoa, your love, Squall's love interest, who turns out to be a sorceress, that's when she gets revealed to be a sorceress. Um, she's actually getting controlled by the sorceress to like stand in front of her because Irvine, your sniper, misses. and Or he hits her head on and she stops it with a barrier and then puts Renoa in front of her to basically block it. Jesus. And just the song that plays, it's, it's similar to that scene in Seven where Cloud hands the black materia to Sephiroth. Oh, God. It's that type of scene. The music is just so haunting. I was playing it before cast down here, and it's just, yeah. yeah. Um, this song has been is in a lot of different Final Fantasy games. Uh, I know it's in 14, it's in 12, but the best version of it and its first appearance is in Final Fantasy V. Clash on the Big Bridge has, like, the most fucking hype intro in the world, which is like a fucking like super like chromatic scale going up and down. Yep. And then just like this like sweet drum beat happens behind it. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to fuck shit up. Yep. Yeah. This is also a really cool moment in the game because it's like kind of like their first big standoff against X-Death. Oh, yeah. And like them like successfully like pushing him back. Yeah. And it's great. And I know it was in 12. They put it in 12. It's in 14. Oh, I also did miss one, and I'm just going to mention it right now. Fucking Great King Mogglemog's theme from 14. That's like, I feel like I'm playing I was wondering, Night Before Christmas. Yeah, I was wondering when that would happen. This is the best. I almost put the Chocobo Racing theme on there. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> also, I, the thing that makes me really excited about music is your fucking car in 15 plays music from the entire Final Fantasy franchise. That's that cool. has me so hyped. It needs to be programmable. Yes. And I need to just have like four songs. Yep. It needs to be like the iPod from the Metal Gear series. Because mm-hmm. like that was one of the coolest things when you're just like, you know, chilling, sneaking around. You go listen to Snake Eater on your yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's going around. Clash on a big bridge. Yeah. Let's go. It's a fucking snake eater, though. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it for our, our lists. But um, I think it's safe to say that, like, at least me and John Luke, you, you have a very different history with Final Fantasy, but it's still one that's I think it's special to you, just in the way that ours is to us. Yeah. Well, and it's it's weird because my my main memories from Final Fantasy consist of mainly one game. The others are like tertiary memories. Mm -hmm. Um, But that memory is so strong because it's tied again with one of my favorite franchises and games too. So that's, you know, it's, it's good. I love final fantasy. I think I'm going to have to buy 15 now. Like I, after having this discussion, I'm willing to sacrifice 60 now. Well, that's the thing about final fantasy. No matter which game you like, everyone has a favorite final fantasy. Even out of the million side games they have, everyone has a favorite, or everyone has one that is the most memorable to them. Yeah. My uh, yours is obviously the tactics. My most of my memories are in seven. Cody's. A lot of mine are in are in War of the Lions in four. Yeah, like I actually almost put those as a tie for my favorite because mm-hmm. I feel like they're such different games that it's right. applicable. To and to that. and they hit you in yeah. different ways. Also, but like. It's more Kingdom Hearts, but like Final Fantasy is kind of like one of the cornerstones of John Luke and I's friendship. That's cool. That's true. That's one of the very first things that like made us talk to each other. It really was. Yeah. And now here we are living together. That was a terrible mistake. Yeah, when, <laughs> that was the best worst idea ever. Sephiroth! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the day you're listening to this 15 comes out tomorrow. If you're uh, listening to this after it's uploaded. So uh, Hype! It's been a journey yeah. to get here. And everyone is so fucking excited. Seriously. Or you're Andrew Pearson and uh, kill kill you. I will take your <laughs> and your copy you. now. <laughs> no, no, no. In all seriousness, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah. But I just hope it's good because uh, I just really want it to be good. Can I? I I just my speculation is this. I'm I'm worried that it will be good. Not excellent because I think some people have some hype on this game that's going to be unmatchable. So this literally just got published, so I need to open this up. Oh, file sizes for the games. Uh, stay tuned for technology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, on PS4, it's 40 gigs. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> do you do you not have enough space? No. Shit. It's less if you have a disc copy. Remember hmm. that though. Yeah, that's true. I'll have to delete um, something. Um, I'm. Is the fucking Microsoft one? There's going to be more patches, I'm assuming, too. The there is a day one. 50. Patch. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, wait. Okay, so it's 50 for both. With patch? Yeah. But, gotcha. like, the totals on the stores right now are less. And it also doesn't take into account the day one patch. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. No. Or the crown update, as they're calling it. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but. I am excited for this game. Get I hyped. am very excited. Like I said, I just hope it's good. I feel it's like it has to be. be it has to be good. I am. I, I'm not gonna I mean, let myself get that that excited. I've though, been like, so. pretty hyped about this game. I haven't been since. doing letting myself get that excited until a couple. Days Ever ago. since, yeah, pretty much once it shipped, too. I was like, and, uh, the, and I remember like watching the the original trailer, mm-hmm. and when it got re revealed at E3 a couple years ago. And I remember like seeing like the Final Fantasy 13 versus logo, and it just like yep. shattering into Final Fantasy 15 because this game wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Because 13 was supposed to be the last main entry in the series. And Again, they were just going to do RPGs. Yeah, we had that conversation a couple of. And then the original Final like Fantasy 14 was such a fucking disaster. 
that they literally had to remake the game. And this now it's amazing. Really, a revival of the franchise. It, I mean, and that's what it's been marketed as this entire time. When they did like the uncovered Final Fantasy event, and they talked about like all those memories of Final Fantasies, and talked about how like this game will be like a perfect like entry, but it'll also be perfect for people who have played every single Final Fantasy game. I am stoked. I'm I'm stoked for this game. I, I'm glad we had this conversation because it like, reinvigorated the one my thing, excitement. Like, if I want anything else out of this game, I just. Really hope that Noctis isn't just a fucking emo bastard. Can we, can we round it up with that? Can we get like one thing we like we want slash need from this game? Yeah, I feel like the battle system is gonna be perfect. Okay, because it looks like fucking Kingdom Hearts on steroids, and I'm just like, that my was, dick is so hard. That was mine. Yeah. So battle system. <laughs> I need a combination of the battle system of Crisis, Kingdom Hearts, and turn-based Final Fantasy. That's I, it. I feel like it's more of a combination between Crisis and And that's literally what it is. Yeah. It's those, all of those things. Yeah. I'm really hoping, and it's a dumb thing to ask from a game maybe, but the way it's been pitched to me, I really want an interesting dynamic between Noctis and his father. Like, I really, really want that. You just want to, I think uh, just to branch that out, you want like a really compelling story with like, I really do. good character interaction. I, I I do. I and feel like that's what it boils down to. To go yeah. along with that, I would also say that something I really want from the game is a lot of... I'll use the word international relations. I want to see these different kingdoms, if there are any. They are. Because obviously Noctis and... What's her face? Luna. Luna. Um, getting engaged from you know other kingdoms. I want to see more relations like that. Same thing with... I was talking about eight. Just the different countries at war and whatnot. Still have to watch Kings of Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's upstairs. Mm-hmm. Is it really? I have a steel book of it. Wow. <laughs> so exciting. But yeah, I just I'm, I'm we've we've talked a lot about managing expectations this year, but I'm doing a really poor job. I'm doing a really bad job. Dude, yeah. sometimes you got to let yourself go and just embrace it. Just yeah. be sure to to also mention when you're talking about it, you know, like part of my reason why it was like so good or so bad was yeah. because of this, you know. And it's wise to like, understand that. Look at the main series of Final Fantasy games. I would I wouldn't call any of them bad. Mm. There's some that are worse, some that are better. Yeah, none of them are bad games. I I think I think depending on how you come off on the 13 series, there's maybe one that you could argue. But I understand your reason for saying it still yeah, looks good. Like 13 is uh, it's like okay. Someone it, that is someone's favorite Final Fantasy game. Someone it sure. is that's yeah. true. It is, and like I think each Final Fantasy game succeeds at something different. And I think 13s was, if nothing else, just the graphical outstandingness mm-hmm. of that That's game. That's true. It oh, yeah. was gorgeous. A fucking beautiful game. Yeah, it was gorgeous. But I think we've dragged this out as long as we can. It's almost here, Final Fantasy 15. I'm dead. So hyped. We're, we're so dead. I'm pretty sad that we're going to miss an entire day to shipping, pretty much. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how good UPS is in the next couple of days. We'll see. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But as always, you listen to all of our content and find all of our content over on geekdomination.net. Be sure to follow all of our socials, which you can find the links down below. Um, and be sure to definitely check out the show notes this time. We usually throw just timestamps of everything that we do talk about, but there will be a lot of extra stuff like pictures and then music links for all the music that we talked about. Damn, Cody, you got your work cut out for you, man. It'll be okay. It's not that hard. YouTube's cool. easy. YouTube's a wonderful tool. It's beautiful. But uh, thank you for listening slash watching. We love you. Get hyped. Go watch the anime. Go watch Kingsglaive. Play uh, some games. Waka is the best guardian.
拜。<笑><笑>